You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hickman with two wise, don't ask no questions. Across from me, my partner in crime, Cody Davis. And today's Wednesday, so you know what that means crossover Wednesday. I love it. We will have locked on coats on today. Evan Sittery, he will get on the show. We're going to discuss the difference between the Texans and Colts. They're going to be getting Leonard, uh, Darius Leonard back. We are actually losing a couple guys. So so if you look at what they have and what they can do well with like running the ball or getting after the quarterback, they're great at pass rushing right now. We will have some difficulties, I will admit that, but I'm interested to see what is on a plate while we discuss the coats. That will be fun. And speaking of what is on the plate, guys, if you're looking to have a plate delivered to you, please use DoorDash, something quick, simple, and easy. Treat yourself to a meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurant come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Definitely take advantage of that. No matter where you at, you got to eat. Locked On Coast. This will be fun. Our second division game, so I'm very interested to see how they will match up with us. Of course, we have numbers that we're going to drop for the rest of the week. But first, Evan Sittery, Locked On Coats. Hello, everybody. Welcome into our weekly crossover special. This is Evan Sutter of Locked On Colts, and I'm joined by the Locked On Texans host this week, Cody Davis and John Hickman. How are you guys doing today? What's going on, Evan? We're doing good. Looking forward to the – actually, our first division game since the Jags, so we're looking forward to that game. And, and on this, our first game that we've seen you guys since that awful, brutal playoff performance when you guys came into Houston and just took our soul, just took the soul out of our, out of our body. That was brutal. Yeah, that was a impressive win by the Colts for sure. It was really actually kind of surprising to me just how much it was in blowout fashion there. But if anyone was wondering, the Jalen Ramsey trade just happened. And I want to get both of our thoughts here before we really get into this because I feel like this this track actually impacts the division a little bit. What do you guys think Jalen Rams now leaving the AFC South and what does that do for the Texans? Uh, personally, I think that'll opened up a lot more for the Houston Texans along with <clears throat> everybody. <clears throat> Excuse me. Even the Colts. Yeah. Even the Colts, you know, you guys have the speed of receiver T Y Hilton and really a lot of young prospects that could use the opportunity to get let up a little bit. You know, when you go against Jalen, uh, he doesn't really let up too often. So uh, the, the Houston Texans, we are, we are affected by it in a positive way. The Colts, even Tennessee, who's having their offensive issues, I think this will affect the entire AFC South. And for me, what that does is let us know that the Jags are not where they wanted to be. You know, losing Nick Foles, Minshew Hive is real. I'm a part of that train. But two years ago, they were on top of the world going to the AFC title game. Now. They just traded the best corner, number one or number two in the league. They're not where they wanted to be. 
I don't think the t- Tennessee Titans are going to bounce back. So that affects only tremendously the biggest way the, the Houston Texans and, and the Titans, I mean, the, the Colts, we're going to play each other Sunday. So I think we're the two teams that are going to affect it by the most in a positive way. Yeah, if anything, all the only thing this is is just let the AFC South just come down to between two teams, and that's us and you guys. Um, you're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's just it's crazy. You know, you go back, what, what was it? Two years ago, they was in the AFC championship game against the Patriots, and in a blink of an eye, you could basically say they're doing a rebuild. So at the end of the day, I mean, it just makes it a little bit easier role for, you know, Indianapolis and Houston. Yeah, I would certainly say so. I, I agree with you guys. That's down to the Colts and Texans here for a division here. So let me let me flip this thing over. We're going to start off the first today's segment talking about what you guys want to ask me from the Colts side of things. We're going to close the show talking about the Texans and go with our predictions here. So I'll give you guys the floor to ask some Colts questions. The first question that I want to ask, how have things been in Indy since Andrew Luck retired? And how has it been with Jacoby Brissett taking over as the starting quarterback? It's been surprisingly going well. I would say that it really hasn't fallen a lot on Jacoby Brissett's shoulders so far. It's been a lot of the running game and a lot of the offensive line. But Brissett's done pretty well so far outside of, like, one bad game against Tennessee. He's held his own. He's had a multiple touchdowns every single game except the last week against Kansas City. So he's doing good. And I think Frank Reich, is, his head coach, is doing pretty well for himself as far as scheming a good system for him. I, I think the Colts would be w- well better off than Andrew Luck at quarterback. But Jacoby Brissett – is proving them right. They thought he'd be a top 20 quarterback in the NFL, and I think he's certainly played like a top 20, top 15 quarterback so far. Maybe not elite, so to say, but he's been pretty good, and the Colts are, are – if they win on Sunday, they're in a really good spot to make the playoffs this year. And just to stay with Jacoby, I mean, you're talking about a guy I personally believe that, you know, since this is his first full season playing as a starter, I mean, you're talking about a guy who um, is – playing pretty well. I mean, his touchdown to interception ratio is 10 to three. Um, He got a passing rate of 94.9. Of course, you have seen Jacoby more than I have. I don't even think I've been able to watch an Indianapolis Colts game this season. But what have you seen the difference in between what Andrew Luck brought to the table? And then you also take a look at what Jacoby but Jacoby Brissett has been doing both the good and the bad. I would say the good on both sides is actually, and good and bad on both sides, is actually pretty steep as far as the difference there. I think Andrew Luck's like a top three quarterback when he's healthy and at his peak. I think Brissett's more like a top 15 guy. It's been more like a game manager kind of since so far. He's been doing some quick passes and not really a lot of deep shots, which I wish we'd see a lot more of. But Andrew Luck really knew how to get some good deep shots to T.Y. Hill and other guys and go off multiple reads, read those guys well. And then outside of that, Brissett's really it looks like just a one-read quarterback so far. He just If his first read isn't open, he kind of panics a little bit and tries to think of what's next for him. And I think his reads are kind of still right now. So I would say the difference is that the style of the offense completely changes that line injury luck. It's, it's now built around Marlon Mack, their running back, and their offensive line, which is the best in the NFL. Jacoby Brissett's more just like an Alex Smith kind of quarterback right now where he's taking a lot of short passes and making smart plays, which isn't a bad thing, but I think he's not exactly an elite quarterback, so to say, compared to Andrew Luck. Now, John Hickman here, I got a quick question. I'm looking at the numbers over the course of the seasons thus far. The Texans are ranked number five in running. You know, we've really been able to pound and ground, especially against the Chiefs, which really helped us out controlling that time of possession. So did it did for you guys as well. That's what allowed you to uh, beat them. You guys rushed for 180. 
You rush for 167, rush for 203 against the Chargers and the Titans in those two games. However, you have allowed 125 against the Chargers, 124 against the Titans, and 188 against the Colts. I mean, against Oakland. How are you guys going to really crack down on that, considering uh, Leonard was out the last couple of games with concussion? He will be back to play. He's ready to go. And there was even talking about him, you know, retiring, and he came out and cleared that up. Will the addition of Leonard coming back help this run defense and give it the support it needs? Oh, absolutely. Without Darius Leonard the last couple of weeks, they've been really struggling on not only the running game, but also the passing defense. And uh, Leonard is one of the best linebackers in the NFL, and his presence in the middle of the defense is huge for this team. They've been playing Bobby Okariki, a rookie, at Mike linebacker, moved Anthony Walker to Will, which changed things up a little bit. Walker did well. Okariki did well in Kansas City, but it been a lot of consistency so far. And they missed Darius Leonard's speed in that, in that middle of the defense. And I think, I think it's what's going to make a, a huge difference on Sunday here is that Darius Leonard is very familiar with this Texans defense and uh, or te- Texans offense. And I really believe that he's one of those those key X factors in this game because if he has a big monster game, which I think he he's totally capable of doing here, I think it's going to change the running game and make the Texans kind of one-dimensional there. Yeah, and I agree. Leonard does so much all pro his rookie year. And him along with Quentin Nelson, by the way, I think Quentin Nelson is the best guard in the league after his first year. Those two guys are studs. But you look at what Leonard can do, just specifically talking about him, right now the Colts are 66% in the red zone allowed. The Houston Texans have a 51 completion rate for scoring, of course, in the red zone. So getting him back, that is a number that I will look to, not only just against the Texans, but just further on throughout the season, that red zone completion percentage against the Indianapolis defense should go down. But that is an area where if I'm if I'm looking at the Houston Texans coming into this game, and if I'm a coach fan, coach uh, a part of that organization, coaching staff, that's an area where I get a little worried. Also, considering that they have Deshaun Watson on the other side of the ball. Yeah, I would certainly say so. I think Deshaun Watson is one of those players who's certainly an MVP race right now, and. He's given the Colts fits in the past. I think last January, surprisingly, the Colts defense really had a great game plan for Deshaun Watson. And uh, if they can do the same thing on Sunday, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think we're all in agreement there. It's going to be a very close game. Probably comes down to the last possession of the game. Uh, I think Deshaun Watson versus Darius Leonard, just the meeting of the minds there, I think that's one of the bigger matches for us to follow along with on Sunday. Most definitely. Not only Deshaun versus Leonard, I also look at the offensive line. Uh, for Indy and the defensive line for the Texans, vice versa. The offensive line for us here in Houston, who will be without Howard, Roger Johnson will fill his spot, who's only allowed one sack, but you guys have been really good at getting after the quarterback. Certainly have been, yeah. And I think that's a great thing to see because Justin Houston didn't really do much in the first month of the season, but in Kansas City in his revenge game, kind of, he went off. And he's going to have to do that the rest of the season, though, because Kamoko Ture actually broke his ankle in the Kansas City game. That's a huge loss for the Colts defense. He's been their best pass rusher this season. Rookie Ben Banigou is going to step in his place from TCU. And I, I think this is one of those games where if they don't get pressure on Deshaun Watson, keep him inside the pocket, it's going to be a really long day for this Colts defense, even if Leonard is back. 
How how had thing how have things been with um T.Y. Hilton lately? Um, I know before you guys went on your bye week, the last game that you guys played, of course, was the game where y'all won nineteen and three against the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, and T.Y. Hilton was actually battling a quad injury. Um, how has he looked? Um, since news broke of his injury, and um, if he is healthy enough to go on Sunday. What kind of problems do you think he'd be able to provide to, for our secondary? And um, I don't know if you know, but our secondary, I mean, we have been hit by the injury bug really big, um, um, especially with Jonathan Joseph being out. So what kind of problems do you think um, T.Y. Hilton will, will bring to the Texans, you know, just due to the fact that we're out, out of our, you know, best defenders? Yeah, T.Y. played last Sunday. He actually played really well on his quad. I think he's 100% now, especially after this bye week. And I I feel like that question is sort of one you guys should know about already because T.Y. Hill and I feel like kind of owns this Texans team as far as he puts up monster (laughs) things every week. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. Um, but that's that's the reason why because I know, um, you know, heading into you guys' last game – it it wasn't looking too good for him, um, you know, from from that quad injury. But I mean, he is a guy that has has really gave us a lot of problems. So you know, that's what I was asking because I just wanted to know like how healthy has he been? I know since you guys had the bye week, I'm pretty sure that gave him a lot more rest in order for him to be healthy in order to probably continue the devastation that he does to our beloved Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, he, he certainly is 100%. It sounded from Frank Reich. He mentioned that uh, earlier this week that he's good to go. And then Leonard as well, like I mentioned earlier in the show, he's cleared his concussion protocol, as has Clayton Gathers, a starting strong safety. So it looks like this Colts team outside of the terrain injury is going to be 100% healthy, which is a, a great sign, of course. Yeah, guys, thank you. This is uh, the Locked On Crossover Show with Evan Cidery of the Indianapolis Colts, Locked On Colts. I can't wait to get on the other side and actually kind of just discuss what you have, uh, just questions about the Texans and how you guys can execute and operate down when we play each other Sunday. So I guess that is what we're going to discuss in the next break, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we'll do that here once we talk to our following sponsors. All right, we're back from our break here. Now we're going to talk from the Colts side of things about the Houston Texans. And let me ask you this, Cody, and I'll ask both of you, Cody and John, is Deshaun Watson the league's MVP at this moment in time? 100%, I will say yes. I mean, Deshaun Watson, if you take a look at what this guy has been doing over the last couple of games, especially the last two games, you look what he did against Atlanta. You look what he did against Kansas City. As of right now, he should be, if not the leader for MVP, he should by far be the second person in position for MVP right now. I mean, he has really taken this team and really helped take this team to the next level. Um, we, we got a little bit of what he was able to do his rookie season, and as you know, he got hurt. That was cut short. Um, his second season – I would say his second season was his rookie season because that was the first full year that we got a taste of Deshaun Watson. But every single game, except for that game against the Jacksonville Jaguars, he has been playing terrific. And the only and I would give him a pass against the Jacksonville Jaguars game because that was the day after his birthday. So I think he was still just a tad bit, still a little bit turned up. That's why he didn't perform that well. But other than that, the guy has been amazing. And that's nothing that you can take away from Deshaun Watson right now. 
Yeah, John, what would you say? Do you think Watson is the MVP leader? Do you think it's more Russell Wilson, or would you say it's Watson? Right now, i got to go with Russ. And I know that's going to make me a hated man here in Houston. You're but really going to go with Russ. i got to go with Russ. Here's why. Everything that Sean Watson has, Russ does not have. Like what? Russ does not have offensive weapons like Deshaun. Russ does not have a good blocking offensive line like Deshaun. And without Russ, how good are the Seattle Seahawks? Now we can ask the you same ask question the same about question. you can ask the same question about the Houston Texans, but we've seen Bill O'Brien make the best out of nothing and make it to the playoffs. Am I right? We've seen him win the division, win the you know, win the division without Deshaun. We've never seen Pete Carroll. And this Seattle team without Russ, this guy is playing completely past his mind. And you consider the fact that he doesn't have Hopkins, Fuller, Kiki, Fells, who's playing lights out, Atkins, who's playing lights out, Kenny Stills, Laramie Tone. So I can keep going and going. But right now I have Russ slightly over Watson. What about you, Evan? What's your take? Yeah, I, I would agree with John there. I'd go Russell Wilson or Deshaun Watson at this point in time because I think he laid down a lot of good points there. Just we haven't seen a lot without Wilson on the Seahawks team. And if you guys saw like that, that throw he made a week or two ago, it was an insane throw, a tire lock in the corner. I don't know how many quarterbacks can make that throw in this league. And like, like John said, he's playing out of his mind now. So I'd definitely go Russell Wilson. I wouldn't – maybe Christian McCaffrey's a sleeper guy for this because he's been going off too for Carolina. But I, I think it's definitely down between right now Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. But – Another question I wanted to ask you guys revolves around this running game because I don't remember the, this Texans team running the ball as much as they had the last couple of games. And Carlos Hyde actually done a really good job for you guys. Yeah, Hyde, you know, just like Houston. When Houston went back to Kansas City, you can say he was at that point a pedestrian for the Colts, right? Not that much of an impact. Same thing with Hyde in the sense where he hadn't rushed for 100 yards yet. When he went against the Chiefs, he just completely, outside of that fumble, he completely turned up. But Hyde has been exactly what the doctor ordered for us. Beginning of the season, we had those injuries left and right. We had issues with our office, our front office, our organization, period. Lamar Miller goes down. And then Hyde, we signed Hyde, trade him, trade for him with the Martinez ranking trade, who was a guy who was about to get cut. So what's the risk-reward there? Low risk, high reward. And since then, we are right, actually we're right behind you guys in rushing yards per game. You guys are ranked four. The Houston Texans are ranked five. That's a large part due to what Hyde has been able to do game in and game out outside of the was the Carolina game. We didn't do much. Nobody did much against the Carolina Panthers, but Hyde has been heaven sent. And what he's been able to do is allow Duke Johnson to stay in his role as the pass catching back out of the backfield just for more opportunity and touches. He's also running the ball good whenever he gets in the game. So he has been able to compliment Deshaun Watson, who runs the ball well, the offensive line, and Duke Johnson along with himself. He's been exactly what we need to be number five in the league with Russian Rock right now. Yeah, and I think another uh, really good point I wanted to ask uh, both you, John, and Cody, which one wants to go first here. After seeing Larry Mintonsel the first five or six games of the season. Do you agree with the price the Texans paid to get him and Kenny Stills, which was with two first-round picks in a second? The price that the Texans paid to keep their quarterback up. Let me ask you a question. Why did Andrew Luck retire? He didn't have an offensive line those first five years till Quentin Nelson, yeah. 
until Quentin Nelson. This is this is why I believe Quentin Nelson is the best guard in the league because he did so much for Andrew Luck last year. It'll go unnoticed. But no, their price wasn't too high. The last two weeks, zero sacks. When we went up against the, the Chargers, who has Bosa and Ingram, only two sacks. One of those were actually accredited to Deshaun Watson. That price was not too too high. And when you look at your franchise quarterback who you drafted up for, the one thing you want to do, yeah, you want to get him weapons. Yeah, you want to get him a good OC. But none of that matters if he's going to be out the league in a couple years. Now, Andrew Luck is a guy who we all love watching, and we thought he would be in Indy for at least five or six more years. He had to call it quits. Body wasn't allowing him to take that punishment anymore. This is a guy, Deshaun Watson, who already has turned his ACL. That price was nowhere near too high. And it's because of the protections that they, you know, got for Deshaun Watson. It's the reason why we have seen Watson play this well. This guy has been playing amazing. And, and part of that is due to that trade, to that deal. So, no, so no if anything, we should have given more just because it worked so well. <laughs> yeah, it certainly has the last couple of weeks, and it's going to be fun to see Tuntle go against Justin Houston, who I think is looking really good after that Kansas City game. But one more question I wanted to ask you guys before we get into our final predictions here is about the defense. And if from the Colts side of things, I just wanted to ask, do you think this, this Colts team going against the Texans defense, do you think they can pick a few holes part in that defense as we saw? They can get into some shootouts pretty easily. Yeah, I think we have a couple guys that can fly. We look at McKinney. He can fly. Uh, J.J. White always seems to find his nose around the tackle. And D.J. Reader, who I believe right now is a top five D-tackle, interior D-tackle in the league, I think we'll actually hold up well against him. What I am, you know, I don't want to see, of course, is if those holes break loose, you know, and the line, the, the, the running backs are able to get to the second level, then that is going to be a call for tackling from our DBs there has been some games this year where we completely forgot to tackle. It's like if you created a Madden player and tackling, you just left on zero. We've had a couple of those moments, and that is what I don't want us to get into where we're missing tackles, especially against a team who's rushed for 200 and 180 and 160 against the individual rivals, Tennessee. So there will be some opportunities there for the coach. I can admit that. But I think our linebackers are speedy enough to make sure that if it does break out, they can get to uh, – they can pursuit over to the running back in time so it won't be a big play. And I'm okay with a bend, don't break. I'm definitely okay with that. What would you say, Cody, on that? Do you think the Colts can take advantage of the Texans' defense? The one part I believe that they can – take advantage of is how weak our secondary is right now due to injuries. Um, as you know, we lost Bradley Roby. We, Jonathan Joseph is battling injuries, and those are basically our top two corners right there. Um, and then not only that, we're playing against a guy in, in, in T.Y. Hilton who has had the Texans number for so long. I truly believe that that is an area where the Colts will be able to exploit in order to try to get a win against the Texans. Let's go into our final predictions now, guys. And I'll start off here first, and I'll give you two to the floor to end. I, I actually do believe the Colts are going to win this game at home. I think the Colts are going to do the form they just did in Kansas City, keep Deshaun Watson off the field as much as possible. They're going to run it down the Texans' defense throats behind Quentin Nelson and those guys on the, on the front line. I'm going to go 23-20 Colts. What do you guys think? Mm. 
Mm. See, here's my prediction. I'm going to give the score a little bit. I think the difference between Houston and Kansas City is Houston is built to control the ball. Houston is built to run the ball. Kansas City is a team that I don't even think at this point they're averaging 80 yards per game on the ground. It could be just at 80, 85 maybe. Houston, on the other hand, we're a team that, like I said, you guys are number four in the league in rushing. We're right there at number five. We are built to hold the ball and then make the plays. We're built to run the ball. So that's not going to stop. My prediction for this team, I'm going to go 28-24, Houston. I think we stay, we stay hot. We ride the rave, wave, and we get through the, our second divisional game. We are hot. I would say we, we could ride the wave. And, you know, it's not that I don't have faith in Deshaun Watson right now. This is going to be the first game that we're going to have to go in and see how this team is going to look with the injuries we have taken. Um, we lost Roby, Jonathan Joseph. He's still questionable. Kenny Stills, when you look on the other side of the ball, Kenny Stills, he's still questionable. And um, Titus Howard. So I believe this is the game where the injuries is going to show. Playing against a guy in, in T.Y. Hilton who has had out numbers. I'm going to go with 27-24. Indianapolis. I know I'm gonna get. I know I'm gonna catch a lot of heat for this one, John. Wow, I'm surprised. That's the first time actually this year that an opposing guest picked the Colts, and I'm. I, I agree. I think it's gonna be a very close game. We can all agree there. It's. I think it's gonna be the game of the week. Yeah, most definitely. But like I say, it, it's just because the Texans have so many injuries right now, and you know we depended on different guys. I mean, there there might be a possibility that T.Y. Hilton is gonna have a rookie in Lonnie Johnson Jr who's going to, you know, defend him. And I'm not saying that Lonnie Johnson can't do it, but, I mean, you're talking about T.Y. Hilton. He is one of the best, when healthy, he is one of the best receivers in his game. So, Yeah, that's for sure. And I think if we wanted to talk, wanted to dive even further into this game, we can go even more into it. But that will be it for today's episode, guys. This has been a fun episode. Cody and John over at Locked on Texas appreciate the time. And we can talk to you guys again on our shows tomorrow for our next episodes. That was Evan Sittery of Locked On Colts. Yeah, man, I'm I'm sorry, Texans fans. I'm going to have to go with the Colts in this one. I do believe all the injuries that the Texans have endured over the past couple of days. I, I, I believe that it's, it's going to show this game. Look at this guy. Look at this guy. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Who are you? Who am I? I mean, you're talking about a team that's getting – they're getting one of their best defensive players back. The best defensive and, player. And and then T.Y. Hilton, you know, he he no longer is dealing with the quad injury. And then look at all the injuries that we have. No, you, you know what? Honestly, I, all jokes aside, I definitely believe the Texans are up for a battle. You know, this isn't like the Falcons where I honestly – do you remember what I said about the Falcons? I think they were going to beat the Falcons pretty bad. Oh, yeah. I had no respect for the Falcons. <laughs> and the yeah, Chiefs, he was really disrespectful. I was very disrespectful with, with the Falcons. Uh, then we go to Arrowhead Stadium, and I picked them to beat the Chiefs close to the amount that they actually won. Uh, I picked them 34, was it 34-21? They won 31-24. Mm-hmm. They almost eclipsed the amount of yards that I predicted. And I definitely know that division games are tougher than, as I said, we play the NFC South, which the Texans have that schedule this year. They're definitely tougher, and I get it. I don't know if this offense can combat what our offense can do. That is the distinguishing line. For me. That's the silver line and the fine line I'm walking on. Like, mm-hmm. do I trust Jacoby? Who's balling, by the way? He's had multiple games with two or more touchdowns. He can actually play quarterback in this league. A part of that below the Bill Belichick system, 
in New England, so he's actually capable of really getting the job done. But there's something special brewing here with Deshaun Watson and what he's been able to do the last couple of weeks with whether it's Tim Kelly, who I believe is calling majority of the plays, or Bill O'Brien just doing a better job of using what he has to get the full maximized potential. And I also don't think Deshaun is even at his maximized potential yet. So I'm confident in saying I think the Texans win this game, but I'm also I'm, I'm knowledgeable enough to admit that it's not – it wouldn't be a shocker if the Colts pull this game out and they're at home. The yeah. Houston Texans are on the road. In division games like this, your team is going to make it hard for either one. So the Colts are going to make it hard for Houston to come into that game and win. Uh, Houston is going to make it hard for the Colts to win at home. Blue Chew, well, they can make it hard for you whenever you need the confidence. And let me tell you guys about Blue Chew. I use it. I'm okay. I'm not ashamed to admit it. You should too, especially for you guys older up in age. We get it. You get old. The car isn't working and functioning how it used to drive. It's okay. I'm going to talk to you guys about good sex. The days where you were able to always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. Bluetooth.com. That's blue like the color. Bluetooth brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. There's no kidding around here. It works. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. Since they're chewable, they'll be ready to go twice as fast as a pill. You can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. And just a couple fun facts. Bluetooth is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. No more in-doctor visits. No waiting in a pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. You want to have fun, but you don't want to let everybody else know what you're doing. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when you use special promo code Locked On. Again, get your first shipment free when you use special promo code Locked On. Just pay $5 shipping. Easy as pie. Again, that's BlueChew, B-L-U-E, Chew.com, promo code Locked On. We thank them for sponsoring Locked On Texans. Everybody always needs a little bit of help making it hard, whether for you or somebody <laughs> somebody else. Uh, Locked on Texans, this is how we ended it today. I am your host, John, some sports guy with two eyes. You find me on Twitter, at some sports guy. Across from me, my man, my boy, my partner in crime. Cody Davison, please follow me on Twitter at Cody, C-O-T-Y-D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Shout out to the Houston Astros. They are currently up 2-1 as they took a Yankees. victory against the New York Yankees. Yanks. Please go check out Locked on Astros if you want to hear more. Will calling somebody a Yank be a slur, like a sports slur? Look at you, mm. Yank. Yanking Not really, because they, no, I work with a New Yorker that loves the Yankees, and they take pride in that. Yanking so, no. around. You know what else you can do while you're yanking around? You might as well use Bluetooth. Might as well. Might as well. <laughs> Word from the wise. What do we have for him before we get out of here today? When you're yanking around, just use Bluetooth. When you're yanking around, use Bluetooth. Until next time, thank you guys for your ears, lending your ears, and listening to Locked On Texans, where we cover your Texans daily with Texans Talk. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. Locked On Texans. Until next time, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.